Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Man's talking to, to you, you and me. Eggbach, everyone. Yeah. Eggbach. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Everything's going to be okay. we got to make it okay. We can't sit around and do nothing, and that seems to be what's going on. And the, the government is just telling us what we can drive, what we can't drive, and that's driving me. Uh, well, never mind. I don't want to get involved in politics. Welcome, everyone, to the, mo- <laughs> the happy motor. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to. These it is. Days. It's always in the it's news. I got news here. No, no, Pricing no. of used vehicles in the toilet. Don't buy one. <laughs> no, <it> just, <laughs> just tore the <laughs> Kia stage for all electric cars. Starbucks EV charging. If you want to go to Starbucks, you see that you got. They're going to put charging systems in there so you can get charging. How are you going to charge a car and just get a cup of coffee? Well, it's a vending machine, so you get they get paid money for it. You're right. I mean, I, I got to pay. It's literally, it's all EV news. Cadillac to serve up EV aspirations at the U.S. Open. Starbucks EV. You're right. It's all electric vehicle. Oh, here's something to come in. Now, listen to this, Art. I, I got it here. I'll tell you the store, folks. Uh, the Dodge Hellcat. Which is the hot rod of the Dodge? I know what you're gonna say, and, and I think you may have sent me that, but it's an article here now. Uh, the Hellcat and the Charger are really fast cars, supercharged cars, make lots of noise, fast, do loud, all these things, loud, loud, yeah. So they had a display. They finally showed the two cars that are battery powered. Showed them on display, and they brought them out. You know, out of smoke and thing of a cloud. It's a whole show. It's a production. Yeah. To introduce this car to the public. And and then (laughs) it shows it taking off and it sounds like a regular car. (laughs) You know. But it's a sound effect. When you accelerate, it turns a recording on of an internal combustion yeah. engine. There's a speaker. There's yeah, a speaker. There's a speaker there's under a speaker the car, the car. That, sound, that just sounds like a regular internal combustion engine. Now, give me a break. Build an electric car, but stop an electric car. But now i got a speaker in the car that makes it sound like a regular car. Oh, <laughs> oh brother. I'm sorry, folks. I had a... I had, a little storm there going. I just, I just don't get it. If going. anybody gets it, let me know, please. Okay. You might get some callers like, hey, my, you know, my sound doesn't work anymore. <laughs> How do we fix that? How do you fix make it so I can hear that engine noise? It's so lame. That Mustang I had <laughs> so had a lame. that Mustang that I had for a few weeks uh, would make an engine noise. Real it light. yeah. It had a it had like thing. a humming noise, didn't it? Yeah. Like a, like yeah. A, mm-hmm. Sound like you, oh brother, what a joke! What a <laughs> joke! We're getting ripped off big time, folks. You know, you know, it, but God, I got me going on it. Let's take, let's take some phone calls. Yeah, you don't need to do me, that. I don't need. Hey, we got to a full that. board, man. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm sorry, I'm carried away. Terry, welcome. How you doing there, guys? I'm doing well, Terry. I hope you're having a happy well, Sunday. How's the storms out there? Oh, well, they all went away. I they think that's the away. end of the monsoons out here. We had some pretty good ones out here. Oh, yeah. Real nice ones. Right, close They're down. not enough. Right. How can we help you, my friend? 
Well, I just was going to say that, uh, oh, some years back, my dad, I was a storage yard practically for a bunch of used cars, and or his cars, basically. And he wanted me to ship a 74 Pinto runabout over to Hawaii. So I I think I went through Matson lines, I believe. I had to do that. And had yeah, to require that, that was a line that did that. And I believe it was a they required at least a three quarters of a tank of gas in the car and leave the keys in the ignition. They said, leave the keys in there. I said, okay, no problem. And a yard as big as the biggest used car lot you've ever seen. All these cars are going to get shipped out over there in Wilmington. <laughs> so my dad said, write the mileage down, write the amount of fuel you have. And then when I receive the car, I will tell you the mileage. Well, it came back, and my dad called me from Hawaii, and he says, uh, hey, it's got 281 more miles on that thing, and it's down to a quarter of a tank. So <laughs> I said, Dad, I don't know. <laughs> That's just the way it happened. You know, I, don't, I can't figure what happened with, between the mileage and the fuel used. <laughs> I think somebody was joyriding on that one. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's quite a deal because actually, when I sh- I got the car, my folks passed away in '97, and they were there for 17 years in Hawaii. And and uh, when I got the car back, shipped back, it's probably all rusted then, out. <laughs> yeah, my brother you know, lives in Hawaii. Lance, you, Lance, you got it right. I said, man, it was in mint shape when I shipped it. When I got it back. The, the rust problem over in Hawaii is horrendous. Well, it's really bad. Well, it's a lot of rain, a lot of salt. Well, even everything. at that time, they didn't make the metals and undercoat the cars. And even if you if you live on the coast here in California and some of the older cars, they will uh, deteriorate and rust out and things of this nature. So that's not uncommon when you get in an area with a lot of moisture and Things of this nature. Oh, yeah. Early model cars like that, they were not. Because they used to do a lot of undercoating when you get a car. But now the metals are treated sure. much different on cars today. It seemed like the under panels were, uh, when I got it back, were, uh, that was more severe rust underneath there. But my dad used to rinse it off and wash it. He's an old refrigeration mechanic, and he knew the rust problem. Yeah, they had a big problem, the rust problems when you get, anytime (laughs) you're near the ocean or something like that. It's a lot of moisture in Hawaii. A lot of moisture moisture. on the coast here, but that was in the earlier car. Cars today don't have too much problem unless it's sitting out. Remember when they had vinyl tops on the cars, vinyl top? Moisture would get under those things and just eat holes in the roof and all that. It looked good when you buy the car, but boy, that it caused a lot of problem. Well, thanks so much for your call. I appreciate the call, Terry. Okay, let's go and speak to Jack in Anaheim. Jack, welcome. Good morning, Leon and son. Morning. Good morning, I want to Jack. thank you for your, um, your show for 42 years. I find it informative. Well, thank you. So thank you for your service. I'm calling uh, kind of, you had a good segue talking about electric cars a couple calls ago uh, uh, before we talked about the Pinto. I'm calling because I've been looking at electric vehicles ever since I began getting emails from Nissan about the LEAF, and I think that was pre-pandemic. Right. 
I belong to a hiking group, and so I have a number of acquaintances, and two of them have electric cars. Uh, one has started with a Chevy Volt, and I think went to the Chevy Bolt, and the other one drives uh, more recently a, a Hyundai electric vehicle, SUV. I don't know the name of it. But the people who had the uh, the Volt, um, they we, we took a hike up in Wrightwood one day, and they got up there, and they said they had a range of about 140 miles on their electric Chevy Volt, and they said going up the hill, it dropped down. Their range dropped down to like 90 miles. Thank you very much. miles because of hill climb. <laughs> Thank God it's downhill so, on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I, I spoke to my mechanic because I, I do want to – I have three cars now. And I love them, but they're all gasoline, and, you know, gas just, uh, it's expensive. So the next car is going to be electric vehicle. I just sent me one. Gas is expensive? Have you looked at the yeah. price of electric cars? How much gas you no, can buy? No. That's what I'm asking. So anyway, I talked to my mechanic, who's a great mechanic, and I said, uh, you know, I told him about this car loss so much mileage. I said, I think if I want to go electric, I think I want to buy something that's got a little bit of a, gasoline engine like a hybrid because i don't want to rely on full electric if i would go hybrid 110 percent. yeah that's the only okay. way i would go hybrid the only difference hybrid. in a hybrid and a full electric is the fact that a hybrid has short distances with battery power now if you live in the city here in los angeles and you charge it up it gives you a chance to go to work and back all on electric power and you're not buying gas that's fine but in the event you want to drive to Big Bear, a hike, the hike in the mountain. Well, go to Big Bear or some place like that. Or go any place more than thirty or forty miles, then it'll kick in the gasoline engine and won't leave you stranded. It's really. I listen. I owned an electric car for three weeks and I couldn't wait to get rid of it. But it wasn't because electric. It had some good features that I liked about it, but the ride control and ride it rode just awful just absolutely the worst ride in the world because the batteries are so heavy but the, i think the electric cars depreciate so much and and the problem i'm upset i don't have any quarrel with people buying an electric car but don't tell me that we're cleaning up the world and cleaning up all the air and that's when anytime i talk to somebody i talked to a lady last night she got an electric car well we're cleaning up and i says oh come on the, the, earth, the United States of America is only 6% of the mass in the, in, in the world, and we're going to clean up the whole world. China and Bangladesh and all this stuff is creating India, dumping oil in the water and, and the, for the carbon. And, and then she says, well, we're throwing straws. How about <laughs> with the straws? We, got, we You can't throw straws and give me a break. I mean, I realize it's bad. A lot of things we shouldn't do, but I don't Leon, know. Leon, Leon. I just went to electric solar at my house. I, 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 it's cleaner than electricity and coal. And I'm not saying we're going to clean the whole world, but it's a choice I make to at least have a little bit improvement on my end, you know, locally. No, that's fine. I have no quarrel with that. You're doing it and, okay. as long, but electricity. Yeah, is but it my, wasn't, but you don't want electricity for your house. It wasn't shoved down your throat, though. You didn't put no, the, no. you, you I, didn't. No, I, I, my choice. My choice. Right, exactly. That's what I like. Incentives, yeah, I like, yeah. That's what they got to do is give the public in California incentives to go that route, not mandated by law. That's right? correct. Thank we can you. have choice in this country. We always have had choice in this country. Right. You put panels on okay. your house. That's your decision, not the government yeah. decision. Give incentives for the car. Don't make us have to buy it. 
Right. Give enough incentives where you get 50% who will go that direction because of tax breaks. But you're fortunate. You're going to offer. You know, you talk about tax breaks. They raised the price of the car. But, I mean, most electric cars now are very expensive. Anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. One, one more question. Can, can you suggest one or two um, hybrid, small or medium-sized SUVs, if you know of anything that is um, – is a value for a hybrid, a new vehicle. Well, the Toyota Prius mm-hmm. has been the most successful one out there. Oh, I think mid-size SUV. <laughs> <laughs> Toyota, the, Toyota makes a RAV4 hybrid. Yeah, the RAV4. The RAV4. Now, the Mustang that I had, let me give Mustang credit where credit's due. The Mustang that I had was a GT version. It was a high-performance version. It was four-wheel drive. It was... Uh, very fast. It had the big tires, big wheels on it, and and had a special electronic suspension on it. So a lot of it, my ego got involved in it. But they do make a Mustang that's really just single engine, and and I have not driven one, but I would check that out. I think the car the car that I had was well engineered, fit and finish was absolutely perfect, very comfortable inside. So I would look at the Mustang and give Mustang credit if it's just, but not the GT version. That's the performance version which I got. That's the, one of the reason it was such a problem. But look at the Mustang. Thank you, Leon and son. You guys are fantastic. Keep Thank up you. the great work, and I lo- I'm going to stay alive another 42 years to listen to you. There you go. <laughs> God bless you, my good friend. Man, Thank Jack, you. Good man. <laughs> I hope well. I Keep make up. it that Bye-bye. long. I'll try. You, you'll be here. <laughs> I'm trying too. <laughs> okay. Bye now. Oh, brother, that was a nice call. Yeah, you know, put, but see, now electric's fine on the roof panels, but you're back east, you know, where the sun don't shine for you know six months out of the year. That's right. a waste of money at that time. But anyway. Enough of that. We want to solve people's problems. But first, folks, are you looking to buy a new car? Right now, budget is having a huge, a huge August sale. You know, we have have a great selection of very low mileage cars without the added dealer markup that the dealers are doing as a result of a major car shortage. Budget offers well-maintained, exclusive lease returns, demos, and daily rental returns are very low, low prices. Budget also would take your trade-ins, paying top dollar as well as on-the-spot financing. And for the month of August, here's just a few examples of the 175 vehicles they have available for sale. A 2021 Ford Bronco with only 10,000 miles. A Toyota Tacoma with only very low, low mileage. How about a Jeep Grand Cherokee with only 300 miles? Wow, 300 miles, pretty Pretty amazing. Looking for a back-to-college car for your son or daughter? Well, budget has cars starting at only $8,999. My friend Phil would take great care of you as he's been doing that for well over 25 years that I've known him. Folks, these are near-new vehicles selling at used vehicle prices. So call Budget today. Their number is 562-407-2800. That's 562-407-2800. And just tell them the one and only Motor Men sent you. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Thank you, Anna. Come on a safari with me. Early in the morning we'll be starting. Anna must not like me. Oh, she does, but she knows good music. She knows good music. You sleep? You're spiffing spiffing her. (laughs) You're spending a little bit of money underneath the table tour, that's why. 
Oh, that was really good. That was kind of funny. Hot rods running around on the street. Everybody. I see she wants to get the keys to my Corvette. Give them to her, I guess. <laughs> wow. She earned them. Oh, yeah. Well, Playing this. Okay, joke. welcome back, everyone, to the Motor Men Show. I just want to stress the great wedding reception that I went to last night at the Condor Squadron. Eight T6s flying around in formation, made three passes there. It was just absolutely fantastic for Chris and, and Kathy Joe. Nice people. I told her she becomes my sister. Kathy Joe needs jo. a medal already. Well, she's a nice lady. Chris, Chris lucked out. He lucked out. I told him he's a lucky man, and Kathy Joe's a lucky lady. But they give before they met, she gave him a list of eighteen questions before they dated. Who? Asked, he had to answer all those questions, and to her liking. I wonder if they met on Tinder or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Show. Oh, let's see. Let's go to the phones. I enjoy talking to people. Sam and Encino, welcome. Uh, thank you for taking my call. One moment. Uh, thank you. Okay, so um, I have that uh, 2008 Infiniti M35 with the gas tank problem with the sending unit where it, where the, the, meet, the, the, the needle on the gas tank meter... It goes down to like one quarter and it seems to get stuck there, and then you're driving around. Right. And all of a sudden it goes all the way down to like nearly zero. And uh, when I took it to the mechanic, he said, Well, you have two tanks, each with a sending unit. And he could not tell beforehand which sending unit was defective. He said, Usually it's the right sided tank. That's defective usually, but he. But is there a way of telling beforehand so you know which unit to replace? Well, there's only one sending unit, so one's a transfer pump. One should just be a transfer pump, and it pumps from one tank to the other. They told you oh. it had two sending units in each tank. I oh, mean, no, one, one sending unit. unit in each tank. Yeah, there's a right tank and a left tank. And there's one sending unit in each tank. He said, usually it's the right tank. So I was wondering if, if the needle gets stuck all the way down at one quarter, at the one quarter level, like you have a quarter of a tank left. Well, the tank should come down. One, if they both tanks, they use the same amount of fuel. They don't, one tank don't empty and then it switches over to right. the other tank unless you could do it manually, like some trucks will have two tanks. Then you fill up, you run it on one tank, and then you switch to switch to the other tank, and then that gauge works that tank. I don't okay, understand. Well, there's Nobody a transfer to... pump. There's a transfer right. pump in one. It's like it goes over the hump, and then it comes back down and, on the passenger side. And it side. equalizes the tank right. level of the fuel. Right. So I don't know why one tank would run out, and now you're switching over to the other tank, and that gives you a reading what's in that tank. That's what okay. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Well, well, he needs, to, he needs he, to put a little more time into the checking and find right. out where it's coming from. Okay. And I think that you get to the you get to the uh, the pump or the sending unit by the back seat. I think it's underneath the back seat, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a big job. Get there. There yeah, you got to go through or either drop the tank. Yeah, I think that one's underneath the back seat. So maybe. Oh, well, <laughs> are there are there. Well, according to him, he said there were two sending units, one per tank, and and but he couldn't tell. He says, but he couldn't tell 
which one was not working properly, he said that he would have to... Usually it's like the right... He said 99% of the time it's the right it's, side. It's the right one because that comes with the fuel pump for the engine. It's on the right side. The left side is a transfer pump. Okay. So that's just a little dinky pump that pumps the fuel yeah, over to the main opinion. one. Somebody knows. Something's fishy here. All right. Well, maybe I may have to take it to the dealer then. That's be a okay. smart thing in a situation like this right now because everybody, I don't like guessing, you know, I think right tank, that means he hasn't worked on enough of them and there hasn't been that many problems with them. Okay. All right. Get somebody that has a little more knowledge about it. Okay. Uh, Is uh, there someone you could recommend? Yeah, I just take it to the dealer at this time. All right. Okay. And you have them right. look at it and let's get an actual... I mean, they could give you an estimate and give you what the problem is, and you could take it wherever you want to, but they'll charge you for, you know, diagnosing it. Right, right. Understood. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Let Sam. us know. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Yeah, it's confusing. It's uh, too bad. Usually we figure things out. I mean, you can disconnect one pump and see if the other one's working. I mean, it's still, I didn't want to get involved in that. Tell well, you, you can't have two sending units. Yeah, Cars can't. don't have two sending units unless it's, I don't know, Unless old. it has two tanks that you can switch. I remember our old Suburban, you put an extra tank on and you can switch it. And, right. the, and the, guy, the gauge changed to Change each one. Out. That is correct. That I remember. But the newer cars don't have that. Not at all. But anyways. Okay, let's go speak to Brad. Brad and Whittier. Brad, welcome. Good morning, you motor maniacs. <laughs> we are. I am anyway. Eggbox. Eggbox. Ken and Bob right. knew what they were talking about long before their years. Yes, oh, they did. Yes, they did. They were good people there. Okay, Leon, I got two questions, or one question and one uh, update, and one's good news, one's not. Uh -oh. What do you want first? Oh, heck, let's go with the good news. Okay, the good news is the question. I put my grandson uh, into a 2002 Mustang with a V6, and shortly after I bought it, uh, my mechanic told me I had to change the aluminum intake manifold because it had corroded. He, de he detected engine oil in the coolant. And my question is, what would cause the intake manifold to corrode like that? The car's got 150,000 miles on it. Because somebody, it, somebody left, did not take care of the cooling system, and a lot of cars went to aluminum intake manifold. Now, usually when that happens, it gets water in the oil rather than oil in the water. But it's possible it could go either way. So when I bought the car, I checked the oil, and it was black, So I, and, but I didn't think to check the coolant because the car was running and the air conditioning was working. The car was meticulously taken care of by the previous owner, so I felt confident buying it. So when this happened shortly afterwards, I thought, well, maybe they put the wrong coolant in it or maybe they mixed coolant. No, usually it's possible. It's possible, but that wouldn't affect the running of the engine. So no, did. the engine, the car ran great. I, I, I just took it to my mechanic just for a right. service, and he detected the oil in the coolant, and then his recommendation was, no, can't, can't fix this with, gas, with gaskets. It's got to change the manifold. So I went ahead and had it done. I mean, it's, my grandson, was it's his first car. Well, let me ask it's you a question. He, did he show you the manifold where the problem was? No, I, I didn't. I've been <laughs> using this guy for 20 years. I, I have full confidence in okay. him. Okay. Uh, he, he saved me tons of money in the past. 
uh, I'm, I wasn't worried about it. If he said something was wrong, I, I believe him. Where the problem is solved. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. The problem is solved. I was just curious as what could have caused it, but well, probably so just the way they, it's basically a coolant issue. Yeah, coolant. Maybe they let it run and it just water got uh, no, no antifreeze or coolant was kept in the vehicle like they should. Somebody just kept putting plain water in it and it'll deteriorate the aluminum manifold. That's very okay. common. Uh, then I'll make sure my grandson keeps it topped full of coolant from now on. You got to flush it every two to three years. Right. You need to flush oh, it. Oh, okay. Now for the bad news. I'm and, sorry, not a, Leon. and not 100% coolant. Oh, no, no. 50-50 mix. There you go. The The bad news I have for you, Leon, is that I had a, we had a standing offer, uh, uh, my 70 Corvette and $500, I was going to trade you for your new Corvette. Because you had complained about too many bells and whistles. It got um, lots of bells and whistles, is true. Unfortunately, I had to let my Corvette go to a younger caretaker, so I have to take that offer off the table. <laughs> I know it's disappointing, and I, I, I don't want to ruin your Sunday. I had cash. You know, I, well, no, I was going to give you five hundred dollars plus my seventy Corvette. Oh, oh, oh God, I was. You got to give that. your Corvette. I got yeah, it. Yeah, and and but. Uh, gravity and arthritis convinced me a Corvette was no longer in my garage. And so now I'm tootling around in a 1924 Model T Coupe. Perfect. Wow, that's that's nice. I'll give you 500 for that. <laughs> no, Come, on. Come on, man. Man, you 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 drive a hard bargain. I tell you, <laughs> let me think about it. We'll consider this, and I'll keep listening. Maybe in the next forty-two years or so, I hope uh, so. I'll come up with a decision. I hope so. God bless you, my friend. Keep it in mind. Okay, you guys have a good one. You do the same. Thanks so much for the call. Oh, it's the bottom of the hour. It's time for the news. More of the Motor Men Show with Art right here at Talk Radio Seven Ninety, the fabulous KABC. Folks, if any of you need a fantastic paint, a body shop, I want to recommend California West Coast Paint Body. They've been in business since 1978, and many of their technicians have been with California West Coast and Body. West Coast Paint and Body for well over 25 years. My friend Sean, who manages this very classy operation, is always telling me, I've got millions of dollars of insurance coverage and your precious vehicle is completely covered. And you can rest easy dropping it off at California West Coast Paint and Body. And when you pick it up, you'll see that the workmanship will show that it is of the highest quality at a very fair price. They can work on any make or model. I trust him to get the job done right. I've had lots of listeners, friends, family members, you know, always telling me they've been completely satisfied with their experience and felt they got custom work at a great, great price. California West Coast Paint and Body also does classic car restoration and custom paint jobs. If you haven't found a body shop that you can really rely on, then why, why not go where I go and where I recommend? California West Coast Paint and Body. I've been using them for years and years. Open weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. The number is 323-933-5618. 823-933-5618. And their website is cawestcoastpaintandbody.com. That's cawestcoastpaintbody.com. That number again, 323-933-5618. Let them know that the motor men sent you, and I promise they'll take real good care of you. Oh, God. Boy. Put your arm around your lady friend. Oh. This is the worst. Oh, are you kidding me? It's <laughs> loving music. Oh. 
made a lot of money to Beach Boys. They're local guys. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to the Motor Men Show. They don't agree with me all the time, but what can I say? I'm always right. For the emails I get, I know the emails I get, they tell me, don't change. Don't change. Well, you better not change. <laughs> that's right. Les and El Segundo, welcome. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Les. Um, I, when I'm looking in my motor's manual, auto repair manual, uh, every time you take a bolt out of an engine, uh, if you just take the bolt and put it right back in and torque it down, you're likely to get the wrong reading on your torque wrench because of friction. So they recommend before you put the bolt back in, you clean the bolt really good and lightly oil it. So how do you guys do that? How do you clean the bolt and how do you lightly oil it? I think it? you got wrong information. Well, it's in the motor's repair manual. No, you need to it clean. You need to clean says, the bolt. He cleaned the bolt. I clean the bolts without you know get the rust off them, do all that, make sure all the threads are clean. I even run a thread cleaner through the actual hole. If it's an old engine, oh, I, yeah. I rethread it, and then I put a little bit of Ooh, wow. um, I put a little bit of the uh, anti seize uh, gray stuff on there. Put them in, good to go. Now, if you're putting oh, a cylinder, if, if you're putting a cylinder head on, most likely you need to replace the bolts. That's right, because they stretch. Right. If you're doing a motor right, mount right. bolt or uh, engine mount bolt, a transmission bolt of some sort, you don't need all that. But if you do like a head job or something like that, you need to buy new head bolts. And if you and if you put a brand new bolt in, do you lightly lube it before you put it in, or just put it in dry? No, I put a little bit, a little bit of anti seize. Oh, that's good. Yeah, anti seize. Good stuff idea. That you put a drop on the thing, and next thing you know, your hands are full. <laughs> uh, have you heard the latest roof joke? No. No. Okay, this one's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not bad, lad. Thanks for your call. I appreciate your call. <laughs> That's cute. That's very cute there. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to wish my uh, father-in-law, Ron Bartz, a happy birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Ron. Ron, happy birthday. I'm not going to tell you his age, but no. We're going to get together today and have He's a nice... He's older than you, at least, right? A little bit. Probably a few years. <laughs> okay, a few years. <laughs> but happy birthday, Ron Bartz. Enjoy your day. We'll see you later on today Don't for the little barbecue. Don't talk about age. No. About age. Talk about age. <laughs> we won't do that. Age is just a number. It. it doesn't mean anything. That's right. You know, if you didn't know when you was born, you That's wouldn't true. know how old you were. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, actually, you're nine months older than what you are, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Figure that. Okay, whatever you say. Tony in Mission Viejo, how can we help you? Hey, Motorman. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I had two questions for you. Uh, number one, I've got a 2016 uh, Cadillac CTS, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, went up over a curb and cracked and kind of demolished that skid plate up up underneath the, the engine there in the front compartment. The little plastic one? And, uh, yeah, I took yeah. it to my shop, and they removed it uh, because there really was no repair in it for them. 
Uh, you know, is that something I need to replace? Yes. I would say so. I mean, you could drive without it, but it protects all the dirt and grime and rocks and boulders from going up into your engine area. Yeah. And it has a, you okay. know, those cars have a aluminum oil pan, so it protects that, and it protects the wind that comes in through the air, the front of the car, the air, and goes through the radiator, so it helps to pull the air into the radiator. Oh, I see. I see. So okay. It's, it's nice to have. But, yeah, they're kind of a nuisance when you pull out of a parking spot and it just pulls it right out. Well, yeah, I'm looking at, like, three grand to have the thing. <laughs> wow. Because, wow. you know, it's all part of that front piece and the bolt. Go to a wrecking yard. Ripped out. Yeah, huh? well, you get a used one. Get a used one at a wrecking yard that's been totaled. Somebody hit it in the back. And so you can. Yeah, but how do I mount it? All the All the bolt holes are ripped out. Out of the frame or from that of... plastic? No, from the plastic fairing in the front. Mm. But you might need to put some new holes and That's put right. some new screws in. That's right. So it can be repaired. Okay. But three grand sounds That's like a lot of money. Good. What kind of car was it? A CTS. CTS Cadillac. Uh, I would yeah, call they're saying they got to replace that whole front fairing and. Uh, well, I wouldn't do the oh, ripped oh. out. It. So they're doing the front bumper and everything. Yeah, they're doing yeah. the whole work yeah. in there. That's right. a big job. Call uh, West Coast Paint, call West Coast paint and Body. See if they can do a better deal. Yeah. Call California. That's okay. good thorn. All right. Go to California West Coast Paint and Body. See Sean there. Tell him you talk to us here. He's in Mission Viejo. That's a long way. Yeah, it is a long way. There's got to be a body shop. Check with some of the body shops around you there. Yeah, dude. Call around. Get some. Get some other quotes. Okay. Be, be somebody can patch that up. Okay. And then, uh, I, you know, I wasn't able to save the last one because it cracked in half. Right. No, so you just a, you got a used one. Yeah, you don't need it. Get a used one uh, panel. And, and just then one that. other quick question, uh, if I may. How come modern cars don't have e-brakes anymore? And what happens if your brakes die? Do you pull the lever on the parking brake? Or, you know, why <laughs> is that now? Well, now they're <laughs> all electric. There's no such thing right. as... What are you talking about? Electric brakes? The the parking brake. Okay, but what what's your point? The you know cars used to have a, an emergency brake. No, they, they called them emergency brake. They, to try if you got an emergency and you tried to use that, you're in the crash. <laughs> There's no such thing as emergency brake. <laughs> but, that, but that's what we called it. Yeah, that's what you called it yes. back then, back in the forties and fifties and things. So it's just at low speed, you could slow you down. But I mean, it right. was never known as emergency brake. Then that's why they switched it over to parking brake for parking. That's really what it is: is a parking brake. And now the cars, even my Corvette's got electric parking brake. The so there's no lever. Electric. There's no lever. No there's lever. No none. Foot. You push a button and it locks to, it up. It just because the the parking brake only works off of the rear brakes. Period. It has nothing right. to do with the front brakes. It's just the rear brakes. Okay. So. There's no such thing as uh, emergency brake that's going to stop the car. The emergency brakes are the ones at your feet. <laughs> that's right. Well, it would bring, but it would bring you to a stop if you were like at twenty or something, wouldn't it? Well, it'd slow you down and bring you to a stop. Yeah. It's not going to just slam on the brakes like you're used to. No, right. Uh, obviously, right. Yeah, but it, if you slammed doing twenty miles an hour and you pushed on the emergency brake, it may travel another twenty-five yards. 
Yeah, but I don't think the electric, if you hit the electric button, I don't think it'll that work. That won't work. That's it doesn't either. connect. No. Got it. Use your brakes. Use the okay. one your Use the brakes. Yeah. If you've got a problem, get the brakes repaired. But those brakes went out. Well, what, I mean, of... but my point is, what you know, if your brake pedal goes to the floor right. and you got nothing, what do you do? Well, you can do that, but you hopefully you can, that if, if you've got an emergency brake you can or parking brake, you can try it, but good luck. For, for example, I had a 65 Dodge Dart that one time I went to hit the brakes and it went all the way to the floor. And, uh, you know, I had to use the emergency brake to come to a stop. Well, those, <laughs> well yeah, those days are gone. Enough, but all the new cars have a dual master cylinder. So if you can, uh, very rarely you lose all the brakes at once. You'll either lose the front brakes gotcha. or the real brakes. Yeah. So you got a different braking system today. Because it's broken off into two systems. That, the, the, the chance of a double failure would be very high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for okay. the call, Tony. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Okay, my pleasure. That leaves the line open at 1-800-222-KBC. But first, so you bought a new vehicle, new car, truck, or SUV. It's your dream vehicle, but you keep going back to the dealership with problem after problem. Now you're wondering if you made a huge mistake, but you already signed the contract. What can you do? Friend, let me share some very important information about how to protect your how to protect yourself if you bought a vehicle that is still on the factory warranty, but it's a lemon. You know it when you keep going back to the dealership with problem after problem that affects safety, its use, or even its value. The good news is that California Lemon Law was created to protect you, the consumer. It covers more than just vehicle. Essentially, if it is still under full factory warranty, you may have a claim and you don't have to pay a penny. Kyle Tracy handles lemon law cases where you don't pay a dime for his legal help. If a settlement is reached, the manufacturer is responsible for the attorney's fees. Now, that's more like it. Folks, don't wait another day to break free of that lemon and get into a new vehicle. Just call attorney Kyle Tracy. Had lunch with him this week. He's a really nice guy, and he works hard for you folks out there and doesn't charge you anything. What could be better than that? You know, and just talk to him about your case. Phone calls are free. All it takes from you is to make that first call, 866-434-6774, 866-434-6774. And let Kyle Tracy get you out of that lemon and into a new vehicle that won't cause you such a headache. Kyle, call Kyle Tracy, 866-434-6774. And find out more, just go to ilemonlaw.com. And don't forget the I in lemonlaw.com. And tell them the motor men sent you. Lance Kaplan. Oh, God damn. Anna, love you. Thank you so much. Flat your tires. See, so walk up to the girl, asking her dance. Little kiss on the cheek. That's how it all starts. You end up taking her home. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome oh, back, boy. everyone, to the Motor Men Show. KBC Talk Radio time is 9.52.45, according yeah, to Lance. We need, we need to get you up to a par on some music. God, it can't get any better than that. No. no can't no, get no. any better than that. 
Okay, let's go back to the phones. I just I got lots of news here, but I don't talk Agree about it. Agree or disagree. And now let's go and talk to, let's see, Sean there. Uh, no, was that Sean? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Welcome to program. Good morning. Good morning, men, sirs. How you guys doing? Thank you for a great show. But, uh, Leon, I just wanted to give you a big thank you for recommending the Audible novel, or the novel. James McKitchen. Yeah, it's outstanding. It is outstanding, and I've got the book, and I've given several away. In fact, I met him, my brother's in town from Hawaii, and we stopped in a restaurant in, in DeMonico's, and James was there. We had a nice long talk. I introduced him to my brother. He's a sharp guy and a really, really nice, nice man. And he yeah, did a nice job in writing that book. Yes, we owe a great debt to guys like him and you and all our veterans and uh, servicemen who uh, well, Thank you. God bless you, my friend. We know we a lot to, to all the military people in the world, you know. And when I sit there, you know, I'm I'm a big military guy, and that's why I can get up. If you want to get on the bad side of me, just don't don't start talking, you know, don't degrade the military, you know. We that's made mistakes, right. but sure. we made a lot of good things. When you think of Normandy and all these places, the young people that gave their lives for reason you and I have been able to talk here today. No, that's right. That's right. So, and, sir, just to let you know, I like your music. So, okay. <laughs> See, I told you. One guy, one guy only. One guy. Uh, it's not one guy. Yeah. Right now it's one guy. It's going to be a fight in the parking lot after the show. <laughs> Sean, thanks right, so much. Sir, have a great weekend. All right. Thanks back. for the call. Bye-bye. That was nice. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to mention it to, you know, James McKitchen did a nice job. Swing low, my sweet chariot. And then you get on Amazon, and I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Okay, let's go now to uh, let's go speak to is it Duran? Yeah, Duran. Good good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, uh, Don't you just uh, like yeah, my music? Uh, Don't you just like my <laughs> music? You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm from around there. I'm from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. But anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, I have 87 Camaro IROC. Nice. And uh, uh, it's been parked for 13 years, 14 years, but I had it running all the time. And then I noticed uh, the pump wouldn't kick off, so I replaced the pump. I replaced the filter. And now I'm... I'm uh, taking the injectors out because it was running, but it was kind of shaky. So uh, they told me probably my injectors are all plugged up. So I'll give you six hundred dollars cash, and you don't have to worry about a thing. Okay. <laughs> so my question is: Can I redo the injectors? Rebuild them? Yes. No, you can't rebuild them. You can. So you you can yeah. rebuild them and take, send them to a place and have them rebuilt, but it costs you the same as getting new ones. Right. That's my question right there. Yeah, everybody tells me just because there's a place in Canoga. Right. And uh, I was, but I wanted to hear you. I wanted to hear it from you because uh, I've been I've been listening to you for I don't got to tell you how long, but uh, I appreciate Since you the Beast guys Boys were born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And uh, you're the second motorman that I talked to. There's another one in uh, Florida. Oh, yeah, I know I know him. He's, I'm trying to he's not as nice as we are, though. Yeah, he's a good guy. But uh, thank you for the call, and I appreciate answering my call. And I I got my answer, so uh, I'll take it from there. If you want to sell it, have a if, good you, if you want to sell it, let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you so much. We That's appreciate it. That's great. I love talking to people there. God, I wish I had another hour or two. Maybe we can no. squeeze in one more. Right, let's see. Let's get uh, uh, David from Hermo David from Hermosa Beach. Hello, Motorman. How are you? Good. Well, good, David. You got about two minutes, David. Wanna, Just doing a radio show. Just having fun. All right. I'm going to thank you for what you guys do. I've got one question, and it turned out that I actually have two. I have 1938 Chevy Master Deluxe Business Group, and I was wondering if you had a furrow where I could go to and go from a 6 to 12 volt conversion. Why don't you just sell me the car for 500 bucks, <laughs> and I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> no, this is, this is my baby. My baby. It's 1938. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is on you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is back where the Beach Boys were. Yeah, no, the Beach Boys wasn't back then. <laughs> it, it could be converted, but why do you want to convert it? I mean, that should be. Um, you have to change the, you know, generator and voltage regulator, all the light bulbs and radio. If you have a radio in there, all that's got to be changed unless you put a twelve volt radio. It can be done. It can, I'm aware of that. Yeah, uh, it's a picture car. And a lot of times on the set, you know, you have to go from here to there and shut the car off, start it, go from here to there, and it just raises heck it's a, on it's a working car. Batteries. What I would do to start with, they make they make what they used to make because we sold a lot of them an eight volt battery that just goes right in, works with a six volt system, and it'll give you more. And that way, you could use the same system to convert it to twelve volt is costly. I know it is, but uh -huh. I want to keep this up forever. Try to so see I'm if you can locate an 8-volt battery. Okay, I could do that. All right. 8-volt eight, eight, eight battery, and then you can probably get it to that, and it may work because it'll crank real faster with an 8-volt battery. Thanks so much for your call. Thank everybody. Eggbock, everyone. Eggbock. Eggbock. Have, have a great week. week. Keep smiling. Little curves. That's a lot of things straight. Listen to good music. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. Hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.